The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. It's Tom. It's the Bucks now. It used to be the Patriots. It's automatic. But the officials got involved in the game in the fourth quarter. Jendall Avery called for taunting. Taunting. He got up and basically flexed over Leonard Fournette. Just They crashed uh, face masks, right? 15-yard penalty for taunting, and it, like I say, extends the drive, and everybody's talking about that taunting penalty. I don't like the taunting penalty at all in any regard. Get rid of it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It absolutely is. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We are live, and we are back on television on Game Plus after a week of being Preempted Moose. How's that feel? <laughs> Feels good to it be feels back. Feels great to National be back. television. I want to send a special shout out to all our Alberta viewers watching on Telus Optic TV on Game Plus. We missed you and uh, listen up because we're going to be talking not only about you but coming your way this week. This is the warm up. It's brought to you by E. Cole Electric, and I appreciate everybody writing in with their comments this morning, saying good morning. But we're not going to get to your comments now, just yet. Because we got a lot to get to on this Monday morning here, coming out of a very busy weekend. We're broadcasting live from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. That's where we're coming to you from. You know that's where the bunker is situated. Coming up on the program, Dave Naylor, the uh, TSN CFL insider, and also Barry Long from Going Long in Southern California, Los Angeles-based show, to talk a little Major League Baseball playoffs. And before we get to the quick six show topics, we've got so much to get into. Let me get up my sponsor read board here. Um, I don't really know where to start, other than maybe the weekend photo album. I, I, it's brought to you by Great Western Brewing, as you know, and I'm, I'm going to Calgary this week doing live shows Wednesday, Thursday. Some stuff's all happened. <clears throat> I'm getting back into that wild... Life's a blur life, uh, which was my old life. But the thing was, before I was serving other masters, now it's for this <laughs> show. So it's actually okay. I was going to ask you, are you having fun? Yeah, it's good. But I just know that after making them millions, at least I'll be making us millions. And I'm you too, to right? But I'm going to be wearing myself out. But that's okay because it's fun. And here's the point. This is what I think. I'm going to Calgary to speak at the FMC group. It's a private corporate event. Unfortunately, the public can't come and watch. But they asked me to get, bring along a jersey of my choice. And I'm thinking, hmm, Calgary, downtown, mucky mucks. I need a Bo Levi Mitchell signed jersey, which is blowing people's minds that I'm looking. Even Bo doesn't believe that I want a Bo Levi signed jersey, but it's true. 
So as we get into the weekend photo album, I posted this to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Bo wrote this on his Instagram. Yeah, I'll meet you on the ninth green at nine. Wear a suit. And then he tagged me. That's a Happy Gilmore line, right? Where they turn the sprinklers on, Happy Gilmore. He's all excited because he's now part of the club, right? And he rolls down to the ninth green and the sprinklers come on. Right. And Bo's like, there's no way you want my signed jersey. No, no, no. If you can put the camera on me just for a second. I just want to tell you. So we have enlisted. A lot of people have come together to get this jersey because it's a thing. And I'm I'm sitting here going, Bo... Because time does not heal all wounds. Do you know? Time does not. People heal wounds. I've told you that. Yeah. The only way Bo and I are going to get over is if we do something like this. So guess who I got involved? John Huffnagel, the general manager and president of the Stampeders. His wife, Sherry, wrote me on Facebook this morning. She said, consider this done. By the time you get to Calgary, we'll have the jersey for you. And I said, I'll come all the way to McMahon Stadium and pick it up. Unreal. Can you believe that this is happening? Unreal. But this is the way we used to do things in the CFL. Face-to-face, flesh-to-flesh, and that's what we're doing this week going to Calgary, and I'm excited about it. It's going to blow a lot of people's minds, though, when you have the photo of you getting the jersey and presenting the jersey and all that social media. I mean, people, they don't know what to do with themselves, but... I mean, we're breaking borders all over the place. That's, that's the point. Alberta, get used to it. We were there last week, coming back this week. And as my friend Johnny Athens says, you've met Johnny Athens. Yes. That's the whole idea. Get used to it. So back to the photo album, because we did have a fun weekend, brought to you by a Great Western Brewing Company. This was just last night. This was me out of beautiful Glen Harbor, Saskatchewan. That's in the basin of Glen Harbor. It's at the northeast corner of uh, Long Lake. Not nice. That's a great shot. Sun going down. We got some beauty here, too, you know. Oh, yeah. And some water, believe it or not. So uh, my good friends, the Sebastians, hosting me yesterday. What else we got here, boy? This is my guy, Bill Smith. He passed away Friday night at the age of 75. I went Saturday to go visit J-Rod and Chop. And uh, Bill's wife, Marion's like, Rod, I'm so happy I ran into you today. Bill passed away just last night, and I said, you got to send me a photo, Mary, and let me uh, honor him appropriately if I can through all of my social media platforms and my socials. She Mm -hmm. sent me that photo. That guy's got 60 lapel pens of all, over 60, all CHL teams. I said, what did that thing weigh, that jersey? I always thought she's like over 12 pounds. Bill was at every game for decades, so I wanted to honor him uh, on the show today and on my website. Uh, so those are all my photos. Do we have any other photos? Did you guys bring photos? The, you didn't. You were busy. Oh, my no, I wasn't busy this weekend at all. This morning I was, but not this weekend. This weekend I did not a lot of anything. So it's Rod's photo album. So it was album. Rod's photo album this weekend. But no, I, we were at the football game, uh, uh, the Rams and UBC Thunderbirds game, which we put up on our social. Um, and then I relaxed yesterday. I didn't do anything yesterday. But uh, the, the jersey of Bills, that's the real reason he needed the scooter to get around was to <laughs> lug that 12-pound jersey around. I, I remember when he did the Shaw games, we did a feature on it, and I remember getting up there close. If you had a chance to look at all those different pins, it's pretty cool. Guy's an icon. He's an icon. I said they got to put that jersey up in the Regina Pats Hall of Fame. Now all we need is a Regina Pats Hall of Fame. But that's another matter entirely. Yeah. Jeff Kabilis watching in Winnipeg today says, wait, what? Bo Levi replied back. That's absolutely fantastic. Now to get him on the show. Hmm. It's coming. 
It's going to be a monumental day. And as I've got a lot of friends in Calgary that have said, listen, man, it's time. You're a great guy. Bo's a great guy. We, this is dumb. And it, they got, and it kind of have worn me down. And I'm like, yeah, it's time. And maybe me speaking downtown Calgary Wednesday night is the perfect, what do you want to say? Catalyst? Caveat? It might be, yeah. Whatever. So anyways, yeah, it happened. So anyways, the RP Show summer photo album. Uh, I guess it's not summer anymore. It's just my photos, as, it's, as I've learned here. Share with us your weekend photos and get a chance to be featured on the RP Show by using the hashtags RP Show. It's an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, a superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Purchase at a store near you today. I'm smiling. I'm laughing because of point one in the Quick Six Show topics. Can you hit it, please? This is why people don't like us Dallas Cowboy fans. It's similar to you, Lee fans, why we don't like you. Um, Michael Irvin this morning, the playmaker, I don't know if you saw him on ESPN's first take. He's like, Cowboys fans, get your Super Bowl tickets. Start buying them now because the Cowboys have won five in a row. They took the Patriots to overtime in what was the greatest week of week six in the National Football League. And I'm like, Michael, playmaker, stop, stop. He, of all people, should know it's one play at a time. It's one game at a time. It's going great. The Cowboys look like the greatest team in the National Football League. And, yeah, I've got my Super Bowl tickets. I've got them, and I've got my trip planned. I have the But that's just us. Don't you feel like the Cowboys are getting a little ahead of themselves? And that game yesterday took years off my life. You know, those guys on ESPN this morning are accusing Greg Zerline, the kicker for the Cowboys, of point shaving. They're like, nobody could miss this many field goals by accident. He has to be doing this on purpose. I got up this morning and my good friend Derek, the Duke Myers, texted me. He goes, how about them Cowboys? And I said, the game took years off my life yesterday. But in the end, the Cowboys prevailed. It's their first win since 1996 in Foxborough. They'd never beaten Belichick's uh, Patriots. Tells me this is... Something special brewing with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And while I have my, pl- my trip to Super Bowl plan, I don't advise all Cowboys to fans. And now you see why they don't like us. 560 yards of offense for the Cowboys. Yes. Bill Belichick has never allowed that many yards against Of course. We're a ever. special team. That's, that's Bill as a head coach. That's Bill as a defensive coordinator. Ever. More point, more yards than he's ever allowed. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys may be the most balanced team in the National Football League. Offense, defense. Now, maybe not special teams if he's going to miss all those field goals. But hmm, definitely in all phases of the offensive side of the, of the football and the defensive side of the football, the Cowboys are for real. They're for real. And, I mean, the Patriots are a better team than we give them credit for. But... If anything's going to hold them back, and they were talking about this this morning too, it will be Mike McCarthy. If anything's going to stop them from getting to a Super Bowl, but right now they're they're all playing any bad coaching that could possibly hold them back. Mm-hmm. So times are are good. One week at a time. Times are and good. And Michael Irvin should know better, and he should know that. But anyways, we won, and it was the best game of the week as far as I was concerned. Uh, other week six notes, but is it just me or is that? writing on the wall of the comments seem exceptionally small. Um, I feel like my eyesight just gone like in the last month. It can't be me, right? It's got to be everybody else. That's right. That's right. Don't blame me. I, I can't, <laughs> Clark popped I can't out see it weird. either. They're going to zoom in. 
I'm not saying I th- it might be me. I'm a- that's why I'm asking if it's you too. I think it's the same as it's always been. But um, it's well, I have it right in front of me here too. It's good. I appreciate you looking into it, but the commenters are sucking me in. Tacona Pally from Winnipeg writes, Rod, how about the moxie of Mac Jones? How about it? He throws the pick, the pick six to Trayvon Diggs. And I'm thinking, we're all thinking the game's over. And Mac, there was a little Brady in him that he came out at next pass. Quick six the other way. I'm like, no! That's where it shaved years off my life yesterday. There is a little Brady in this guy. Oh, yeah, there is. You can see it. For a rookie! And a pretty big stay. Anyways, Arizona's 6-0. I guess if they win another one, it's their best start since 1974. I can't believe where the Cardinals, where'd they come from? J.J. <sighs> Watt make that big of a difference? Well, maybe in the locker room. You know, DeAndre Hopkins now um, starting to get more of a, you know, familiarity with that team. And Kyler Murray, they've got a great connection. He made a heck of a play on his touchdown early on. Um, their defense is good, really good. And... There's some problems going on in Cleveland right now. There's some issues going on mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Now they're dealing with injuries. The Browns are. So that's something. But Baker is a good quarterback, but he's not special. And he's not winning you games. And that's a problem in Cleveland. I know they're concerned. I'll move on real fast, and I will get to this CFL stuff because I see that people are coming. Can you keep the comment from David Ice handy, and I'll put it up in a minute? My second point is simply Aaron Rodgers in Chicago. Look, I, while I ripped him a little bit this summer and spring for his perceived holdout, I still kind of like the guy. And it looks like he's having fun in Green Bay. They're 5-1. and one, uh, And they go into Soldier Field. You saw his touchdown where he yelled at the Bears fans, I still own you. That's Deron Carter fun stuff. Packers won the game 24-14. I'll come back on this because I want to get to the CFL quickly here and get your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers saying that, but I don't have a problem with him saying that, and I wonder if you do or if you do. I don't. I love the cockiness. I don't think there should be a taunting penalty at all in football. At all, It's all entertainment. You know, it should be, and I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers doing that, and he looks like the Aaron Rodgers of old, not an old Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Like I said, they're 5-1. and one. Maybe he stays past this year. Moving on to point three, Canadian Football League notes. Um, the biggest earth-shattering news is that the Edmonton Elks traded our good friend Trevor Harris, quarterback, franchise face, to the Montreal Alouettes on Sunday. And while I don't like what's going on in Edmonton at all, and it looks like they're scapegoating Trevor Harris, what's going to happen now when they don't get better? Are you flushing the season and doing a rebuild now with Taylor Cornelius? That's what it looks like. You got their GM standing at a podium at a news conference on Sunday saying, we're surprised with where we are. Last place, two and five. Or whatever they are, two and seven, I think, and they've lost five in a row. If you don't know, Brock, who the hell does know? It's your job to know why you are where you are. And now you're scapegoating Trevor Harris. I have a huge problem with that. I don't think he's been that bad. The whole team's been that bad. How often do you see a general manager or a coach stand up and go, I don't know we're last, why we're last place. I don't know what, what happened. I don't know what happened. Doesn't exactly instill confidence in your locker room, in your community, in your fan base. If I was the board of the Edmonton Elks, I'd be pretty concerned that our GM's standing here going, I have no idea what's happened here. 
scares me, and I don't care. They're not even my team. So that's my take on the Edmonton Elks situation. I don't like any of what's going on up there. But my, our poll question today, we kicked this around this morning in our very brief morning meeting. What's our poll question going to be for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? Mine was, are you entertained by CFL games? Yours was, who's the second best team in the CFL? And Clark's was, will Austin Matthews score 60 goals? And I'm like, all of yours suck. It's the Rod Peterson show. Let's go with my question. And the reason is, I'm entertained by CFL games. I am. But that's not just because of the actual play on the field. I like to see my buddies, Paul Lapolice down there, and Willie Jefferson and what they're doing. And Vernon Adams, I love that guy. And what's he doing, even though he's on the sidelines? It's not just about the game. It's about the whole show. And I'm entertained by the CFL games. But there's a lot of people going, eh, the year off is really showing rust the quality of play hasn't been that good and then you got the dallas new england game which is just an absolute freaking track meet yesterday which is what the cfl used to be we used to always say we don't have the glitz and the glamour and maybe we don't quite have the talent but dang our games are great right and i'm not sure right now we have that i'm entertained by other things i think that tsn's done a really good job of the broadcasts but how's the actual games been And I know you have thoughts. I can see your mind, your wheels turning, Moose. The warm-up's brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. you got 60 seconds, Moose. Are you entertained by CFL games? I'll always be entertained by CFL games. Yeah, like me. Always. I mean, I love Canadian football, so I'll always be entertained by the games. But you had three games in the National Football League go to overtime yesterday. Yeah. We used to have that in the CFL. Right. Overtime games, tight games. You know, we, we famously talk about this magical thing called the three-minute warning in the final three minutes of a game where the lead changes four or five times. That happened in that's, the NFL yesterday. That's a distant, like, that's like Narnia now to the CFL, which I want that back. Right. That's all I want. I want that back. But the NFL has changed to that. The Cowboys game is a great example of that. Yeah. The game changed in the last couple of minutes. Cowboys game, the Vikings game. Now, the Seahawks-Steelers game was a little bit less exciting for me, but... That's, that's football. It's fun. What was the comment, guys, from David Ice that I asked you to put? Did you save it? Do you have it handy? From Winnipeg, he says, now Harris. No, that's not that one. It was another one that he had. Dang it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was earlier than that, I believe. We'll come back. We do have to take a break, and we'll be right back. We're just getting rolling on this Monday. It's episode number 593 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. We'll return in a moment on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook, live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome right back. We're only three points through the quick six show topics, and we're going to switch to hockey now. But the comment that I was looking for from David in Winnipeg, David Asplund is his name. And it relates to our poll question. Are you entertained by CFL games this year? He said, this is the lowest scoring game average since 1974 for the Canadian Football League. So that's why I ask if you're entertained. I'm entertained, but I am entertained by the whole spectacle, not just what's going on on the field. That's a football thing for me. But moving on to hockey, because we have to. There was only one game Sunday in the National Hockey League. And uh, 
Let me read this here, the summary of it. So that I have it right, Moose. It was in the nation's capital. The Ottawa Senators defeated the Dallas Stars 3-2 Sunday thanks to a pair of goals by Chris Tierney and a solid performance by Philip Gustafson. Gustafson made 32 saves in his first regular season NHL game since May 12th. Nick Paul also scored for Ottawa, who's now 2-1. Connor Brown had three assists, gives him 100 career. And Ottawa remains undefeated on home ice after two games at 2-0. and And that is something because last season the Sens got off to an abysmal start, going 1-8-1 and through their opening 10 games. Listen, we got to spend a minute on the National Hockey League right now. We're not even a week into the regular season. You want to call this overreaction Monday? Uh, where are the Habs fans at? They're 0-3, and they look like garbage. Uh, what else did I write down? The Winnipeg Jets are 0-2. Uh, I know. They've noticed in Winnipeg, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> you had Sarah Lesky on last week, and yeah. she said, don't panic, okay? But they're panicking a little bit. Yeah. And they're a little concerned about who they're losing to and the scores and everything else. It's far too early to be worried about your team's start. Um, it's more about the process and what do they look like on the ice more than the results early on. Um, yeah, but they are getting nervous. And especially in Montreal, when you go to the Stanley Cup, you go to the Cup final, and then you come back, and it goes completely the opposite way. That makes you a little bit nervous that it's going to be a long season. But I just realize it's not just football fans. It's sports fans in general that you jump to conclusions. You jump to the ledge, and I get it. And on the other side, Jenna... Reagan watching in Southern California right now says Sabres, Rod, Sabres, 2-0, which clearly tells me there's been a full moon over the last week in the National Hockey League. The Buffalo has not yet lost. Uh, Northside YEG, regular, watching on YouTube, says we're planning the parade in Edmonton. You probably should. You probably should. They're a very good hockey team. Uh, That is something... You know, when you talk about overreactions, that's not an overreaction. Not an Edmonton. Edmonton's 2-0 is a good 2-0. They're a really, they're a much better hockey team than they were in the spring. The Oilers? The Oilers yeah, are a much better team. They've gone to work to address some things. And you saw Ken Holland in the media room before the game Wednesday. What a nice haircut he had. All those Oilers guys were looking sharp. Oh, yeah. It was like they knew something. Yeah, they looked like this, the cat that swallowed the canary. All those guys, they're all sitting together. Around one table, all those water management guys, right? Yeah. They, all, they look very confident. Very confident. It feels you know, much like uh, this is a team that, that knows they're, they've taken the step to the next level. And they're deep. They're really deep now. I mean, Kyle Turris is going to play a real role with this team, it looks like. Zach Hyman's come in and changed a little bit of the culture um, with, with that middle six group. And uh, Mike Smith, I mean, as old as he is and... And is sometimes it's an adventure for him. He's playing pretty well. So it's good times in Edmonton. Lots of comments coming in. We cannot get to them all. One account on YouTube says, his name is astonishing. He says, the Jets are not going to make the playoffs. Good news for the Oilers. You know they're in different divisions, right? From Jeff, the Stams fan, he says, McDavid looks like the Hart Trophy winner, that's for sure. And he does. 
And I do want to spend a minute on this. I was on the radio in Toledo on Sunday. You've been on the show, The Cheap Seats. And Mick and his co-hosts were saying, I don't know, I, I assume you got up Sunday and listened to it. You must have listened to that, didn't you? Uh, they said that. They said that if you played a drinking game watching Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday and took a shot every time they said Battle of Alberta, you'd have been passed out and gone to the hospital by the end of the first period with alcohol poisoning. I'm like... I'm sorry, guys. I love you, but I can't go along with that. That's just dumb. It's the Battle of Alberta. It's the BOA. I thought about that game all day long, and neither one of those teams are really my teams. Although I'm getting on the orders bandwagon because they treated us so well last week. But you get my point. I was excited all day. And then I left that banquet early Saturday night. I'm like, sorry, Elmer, but uh, the BOA is on Hockey Night in Canada. I got to go. And he's like, I, I, I get it. Oh, yeah. And I listen on the radio. On the way home, and it was Battle of Alberta, this Battle of... The Flames think they're tough. They're going to come in and try and run us out of the rink. And I'm like, yeah, this is what gets my blood fl- flowing, you know? And then I turn on Hockey Night in Canada, and they're brawling. Whether or not there was no fighting. Today's NHL. They're, that was a brawl. Right. <laughs> right. Let's not get crazy here. It was a crowd around yeah, the that bench. Was, right. They, they were speaking not nicely to each other, Okay. And I'm like, guys, it's the Battle of Alberta. There's blood spilling in the streets. This is what we. This is what I want. I don't know what the NHL wants. And they're like, I'm just thinking, you guys, you're just not hockey guys. You're not dyed in the wool hockey fans, and that's fine. Um, and what my and then the Flames are home to the Ducks tonight. It's their home opener, and you know the Flames fans are sitting there going, "Are we what we saw Saturday in Calgary?" Or what are we? And or sorry, in Edmonton, and they're going to find out tonight. Maybe against an Anaheim Ducks team that's looked pretty good in, in the opening going. So, again, we're not even a week into the regular season. I guess is what my point is. And yet, teams are fans are making a judgments, final assessments of their team. And I guess we just got to sit and roll with it. Well, if you want to do that, LA Kings are going to be really good. Anze Kopitar looks like he's going to win the Hart Trophy. <laughs> right. Right. He was unbelievable. I think in two games and he had like four goals and seven or eight points. I mean, he was awesome. Um, you can't put a lot of stock into it, but man, is it fun. And we'll figure out where all these teams sit. But I'm kind of getting on this. Let's, let's see how long the Buffalo Sabres can go undefeated. Well, that could be some good trends. What are you watching this week in the National Hockey League? <laughs> yes. When does Montreal get its first win? And by the way, um, producer Clark was saying that Adam Brooks is centering. Who's he centering tonight? Hoffman and Gallagher. Gallagher. In the next game. Who the hell's Montreal? They've got San Jose tomorrow night. And uh, he's like, you don't need to say it on the air, just telling you that Adam Brooks is starting. And I said, well, why not? He was a captain of the Regina Pats. He was a 100-point guy. And when I was driving home on, well, driving somewhere on Saturday, I was listening to NHL radio. And they were carrying the introductions from the Bell Center, the Montreal Canadiens against the New York Rangers. And I happened to hear Adam Brooks introduced. And I didn't know if he was dressed or not dressed. Because in Montreal... They introduce the popcorn vendors. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's great. Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting shivers driving around. I feel like pulling over and standing at attention, listening to the Montreal right. Canadiens introductions from the Bell Center. You can hear Man. the history. Yes. And you can feel it. They so, do it so right. Sometimes we do business on the show and just take care of business. I meant to ask you this in the pre-show meeting, mm-hmm. but at what point in the NHL season 
do you start introducing the top five, bottom five? Because at what point is it real? Uh, Next week. Is it a weekend, a couple weeks in? When you start to know yeah. what you have. All right. See how we, um, I love how the comments, we just stare everybody. We're like, I will watch in front of them. First, it was CFL comments. It was NFL. Now it's NHL comments. Everybody wants to know. From Northside YEG, he says, what about Mike Smith? Is this guy going to play that well all year? I feel like Mike Smith has put something in the water at the treatment tank in Edmonton or whatever. They all love Mike Smith. They're forgetting about Grand Fear in Edmonton because they love Mike Smith. And I'm like, did you guys not see the 30-foot wrist shot from the left-wing boards he let in the other night? Did you miss that? I don't understand what hold Mike Smith has over the city of Edmonton. Because all day long, we were listening, driving home to the sports radio, and they said, Mike Smith, that, oh, was he great last night. The game should have never gone to overtime but for Mike Smith. What's the deal? And Connor McDavid scored three goals against the Flames, not Mike Smith. But I'm sorry, you guys keep, you keep believing that, but I just think, unfortunately, I don't know that Mike Smith's going to be there in the end. The numbers are good right sure. now. But you're a goalie guy, and you watch the process, and you, and you kind of pointed out it's a bit of an adventure every time the puck's around. He's keeping it out for now. Does that catch up to him eventually, right? And all signs point to, yeah, it does, but it's fun. He's keeping him out for now. James in Borden, Manitoba is watching. He says, Rod, I think maybe you should inform God that the Pats are his team because I think he's an ice guy. Oh, good Yeah, we got a lot of losses, okay? (laughs) Think we've lost five in a row with God's team, the Regina Pats, but that's okay. And you got it wrong. You didn't, God's not a nice guy. He's a nice guy. You got it wrong. We were charitable on the weekend and gave Winnipeg a couple of wins. They're a very good hockey team, those Winnipeg guys. But that doesn't change. Next time I talk to God, because I already did today, Next time I'll mention, hey, you, you, <laughs> did you want to sprinkle a little on the path so we could use it? Uh, Friday night, by the way, home to the Saskatoon Blades. And we will have the broadcast. Jennifer's watching from the Four Seasons Sports Palace, and she says, fantastic win against the Flames. Connor with the Hattie was even better. I don't want to say who. But his initials might have been Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s writes in and says, maybe that would be a good poll question on Monday. Should McDavid's hat trick count because his third was into an empty net? I'm like, what? What? Why wouldn't it count? What are you talking about? Texted me the same thing. Sorry to out you. We get out of here with you. It doesn't count because it's an empty net goal. They all count. But he, he did shovel that in with a defender in the net, and he was on the goal line too. He had about this much room, and he put it in the empty net. They don't ask how, buddy. They ask how many. And Connor had a hattie against the Calgary Flames Saturday night. Um, come on. And by the way, the comments are coming in so fast and furious that I'm just going to drop this. We are building. It's taking a little longer than I would like. You know that. <laughs> but a booster club, a fan club, like the teams used to have. And for a membership fee monthly, you'll get merchandise, you'll get first uh, entrance to our, our events, our parties, uh, and your comments will go to the front of the line 
on YouTube and Facebook for as long as we're on Facebook. Uh, Because, again, I can't keep up with how fast these comments are coming in. But do we have an ETA on when that booster club will be introduced? Put a deadline on it. Me? 90 days. What's today? October 18th? How about the new year? J1. Yeah, January 1st. Okay. January 1, we'll have the booster club. And you can join the booster club, and you'll have your own school bus to come to events with. And by the way... David William Naylor's logged in and ready to go. He'll join us right after the break. Our poll question today is, are you finding the CFL games entertaining? I would like you to know that 69% on Twitter are saying, yes, they are. And 64% on Facebook are saying, yes, we are. And put us both in the yes categories. But it is the lowest scoring season since 1974. So Nails may have some thoughts on that. He joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on this Monday, Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show returns in a moment on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Monday get-together. Hey, they're awake and alive watching on Game Plus TV in Ontario. Ray in the Six writes us from the Kitchener area. Hey, Rod, three games in and the Leafs already have cap issues. They have to use a University of Toronto backup goalie. Hard to believe. Still entertained by the CFL, but no question, more scoring would be nice. And from Frank in Toronto, in the NHL reality of how good or bad your team is, is a turkey feast. I'm not sure what he means by that, but that's Frank in Toronto. Speaking of Toronto, let's go there now. CFL on TSN's Dave Naylor joins us, and we'll get to the inevitable questions, which I saw him addressing on SportsCenter, which was Trevor Harris. We'll start with the poll question, Dave, if we can bring Nails in. Hey, David. Um, are you entertained by CFL games here in this low? Lo, there he is. Are you entertained by CFL games in this lowest scoring season since 1974? Not as often as I would like to be. And, and I, I do think, you know, there's been a few games, even the, the final score turns out not that badly. But if you were watching at the end of the third quarter, you know, it was 12-9 or something, right? And we got a little explosion in the fourth quarter. So, no, the, the scoring is down. In fact, this morning I was looking – just look, I, I'm trying to avoid the inevitable comparisons to the National Football League, but they're having a high scoring year, right? And you go through the Sunday scoreboard and you count the number of games where there's more than 50 points. And then you count the number of games in the CFL when there's more than 50 points. We did have a 35 16 game on the week. So there was a 51 point game, but everything else was under that. Uh, we need more scoring. Yeah, we need more highlights. Um, we need more touchdown passes. All of those things are down. And I think a lot of this was anticipated. I don't think this is a complete shock. Uh, I think the number probably that we don't talk about enough is that on opening week rosters of the CFL, more than 30% of the players had never played a CFL game. I mean, that's basically a third of the league that is an expansion team. Uh, you throw in the other things, the time off, uh, you know, the, the I think seven of nine teams have new offensive coordinators this year. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's reflected in the interceptions, it's reflected in the touchdown passes, and it's reflected in the scores. So I guess uh, you're talking 
if not to the same people as me, although you probably are, you're talking about the same things with those people as me. And all those things have come up. Oh, the year off is really hurting. Um, you probably saw in the game notes, the Calgary SAS game, the last one, they had 50 players in their first contract. And I said, what does that say? Yeah. And they said, the teams have learned they can win with cheap players, younger, cheaper players. Not necessarily not as talented, but just cheaper. So is this a trend or a fad? Where do you see it going, Dave? Well, I think the other one is, of course, injured quarterbacks, right? That's that's another one that that is, although that that was a factor in 2019 as well. So that I think you got to throw that one in. Uh, you know, it was funny. I, I was looking at at the interception to touchdown interception ratio last week, and it was it's about 0.78 interceptions for every touchdown, which would be the highest one since 2009. And there was a period in the league in the mid sort of teens where that number was much, much lower, like just slightly over half an interception per uh, per touchdown. So, you know, that number is up. I, I do think it's a worrisome trend. I, I mean, one of the things I look at sometimes with four-down football is when you see a 13-10 score in a four-down four football game, that can be an entertaining game because teams can drive the field. They're just not getting points. When you see 13, 10 or lower scores in three down football, I just find that with three down football, the nature of it means it's hard to have an entertaining, low scoring three down football game. You sometimes do in four down football uh, and it can happen in three down football, but for the most part, it's, it's a game that thrives on scoring. So I, I think the, the football operations, people track this stuff pretty carefully I don't think you want to overreact to it because you do have so many factors that are unique to this season. Um, but it's it's worth keeping an eye on, and it's and it's worth talking about at the very least with people who are smarter about this stuff than I am because the CFL game needs to be high-scoring and entertaining. And, again, I don't want to get back to NFL comparisons, but it seems like every time the NFL drops a game in prime time, <laughs> I mean, they have dogs like everybody else. Look at, look at yesterday. How many games did they have that were double-digit margins in that game? Tons all over. But, you know, you get that New England-Dallas game that goes late on the late slates. So everybody's seeing that. And then they go into Seattle-Pittsburgh, which ends up in, in the way it seems like every primetime game has ended up for the NFL this season. The viewers, the fans are awake and they're chiming in with questions. Uh, the Stamps fans particularly. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, well, the Stampeders did put up 39 points Saturday night. Uh, from the general in Calgary, hey, Nails, you're a legend. How do you feel about Calgary's turnaround? It's the biggest story in the CFL right now is the Stamps winners of three in a row. I always feel like I must be on topic when I'm talking about something that morning that then all of a sudden a fan wants to ask me about. Because I was talking with one of our producers about this this morning and saying – you know, here come the stamps, right? We all thought it was, okay, here's the year. But you know, let's look at their losses, right? They have a three-point loss to Toronto in week number one. They have a six-point loss to BC in which Bo Levi Mitchell played with a broken foot and threw four picks, okay? Their other two losses are Labor Day to Edmonton in the game that Trevor Harris threw for 398 yards and four touchdowns. You know, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and... Hmm. And then a, an inexplicable loss to Hamilton, where they lost uh, to a David Watford-led Hamilton Tiger Cat team. Of those three lost, four losses, only one of them I would put in the bad category. That loss at Hamilton was was sort of the that was the moment when people started really wondering: Was Bo Levi Mitchell going to turn this around? But you look at them now, you know the back-to-back against Saskatchewan, you know what they did this weekend against BC, hammering them. You know, here come the stamps and. I think a lot of this, and I think this is similar with Hamilton. I, I remember saying this when they got off to the 0-2 start is I think sometimes, if, you know, the coaching staffs there 
with Dave Dickinson and his staff and how much stability there is on his staff. And the same thing for Orlando Steinauer and Hamilton, all the stability on his staff. I thought good coaching would help those teams find their way. I mean, they weren't bad teams. We know Hamilton wasn't a bad team. We know Calgary isn't a bad team. They, they had some issues. They had some struggles. They had some turnover like everybody else. But I think the coaching in, in both those instances is a big part of what those brought those teams back. And I feel very good about the Stamps right now. I, 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 think, they've, I think they've really kind of shown who they are the last little while. And, and Bo Levi Mitchell starting to look like the old Bo Levi Mitchell. And like, the other thing about them is the receiver turnover, right? There were you know, no Juwan Braskison, um, you know, no Eric Rogers. You know, there's, there's just been so much turnover on that team at receiver. And even with Kamar Jordan now, so when you look at them doing it with Markeith Ambles and a bunch of guys they got at the back of the Canadian draft, I mean, the very back, right? Um, that's another thing that as those guys have got more playtime this season, I think you've seen Calgary play better and better. We have two minutes uh, on the Trevor Harris trade. Is he being scapegoated by the Elks? What do you, what went into that trade and how do you see it working out for the Elks? I, I think it's a combination of, of both here. I think there was some fed up with Trevor Harris in the building. And I think there was some really enamored with Taylor Cornelius. And you don't see that very often that a team will make a leap off a veteran quarterback to a guy who's unproven. This isn't the national football league where you take a guy second overall and pay him $60 million. And it's just a matter of time till he's going to be your guy. This is a, a street free agent league. And we've seen lots of guys with great resumes. So that's the biggest risk. I think Edmonton's taken here. You know, Kind of like when they traded Ricky Ray and said, oh, you know, we think Stephen Giles and Matt Nichols can get it done. Mm, not really. Those, didn't, those guys didn't turn into, you know, the next franchise quarterback for Edmonton. Now you've got a similar situation. They've traded away a franchise quarterback. They think that Taylor Cornelius can be that guy. But if he's not, it's going to be a tough situation. In terms of Trevor Harris in Montreal, he's going in as the backup. He's going to learn the playbook, learn the schemes, learn the personnel. And I think if Matthew Schiltz continues to play well, we'll see him start the rest of the season and take them right in the playoffs. I think the only way Trevor Harris starts a game here is if Matthew Schiltz gets hurt or his performance diminishes over the course of the rest of the season. The fear that Montreal had watching that game on Saturday against Ottawa was that every time Taylor Cornelius, or excuse me, every time Matthew Schiltz dropped back for a pass, they were holding their breath because they thought if he gets sacked and he gets hurt or he scrambles and takes a hit at the end of the run, we got nobody on our roster who's ever thrown a CFL pass. Now they have that comfort zone, and he gives them options should she struggle down the stretch. Alouette's Argos, Friday Night Football should be a dandy. David, wonderful update. Thanks. Keep up the good work we're watching every day. Good to see you, Dave. Uh, thanks for having me, Rod. Good work as well. Take care. Thank you. TSN's Dave Naylor joining us from the Big Smoke, Hogtown. We'll be back with a sports update viewer takeover right after this. On the way, by the way, Barry Long from Going Long in Los Angeles coming up in hour two to talk MLB playoffs. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the viewer takeover segment. There's no moose, so it's just me and you 
So if you've got any specific questions that you have, fire them at me now. The Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized Sastel mobility dealer. Looks like we had a rough weekend in here. Wheaton Kia's, the hat's a little crooked. Wheaton Kia, you can find them at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst in uh, North Regina of the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. But first, a sports update. The Dodgers are in a hole in baseball's NLCS. Los Angeles is down two games to none after losing 5-4 to the Atlanta Braves in Game 2 Sunday. Eddie Rosario delivered Atlanta's second straight walk-off hit. The defending World Series champions are headed home for Tuesday's Game 3 in the best of seven. Meanwhile, the Boston Red Sox are going with pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez in game three of the ALCS today. The 28-year-old lefty goes up against Houston's Jose Urquidy at Fenway Park. The Astros won the opener of the best of seven series before the Red Sox tied it on Saturday. I got it written down here. 608 Mountain first pitch, 808 Eastern, game three of the ALCS tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs are back on the ice today. The Leafs host the New York Rangers at Scotiabank Arena in NHL play. Toronto coming off a 3-1 win over the Ottawa Senators. Rangers overcame the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night by that same score. Their last time out. Fans are back at Calgary's Saddledome tonight for the Flames home opener. Calgary hosts the Anaheim Ducks in a Pacific Division clash. The Flames lost 5-2 to the rivals Saturday night Edmonton Oilers in the Battle of Alberta. Chapter 1 in their season opener. We'll find out maybe who the Calgary Flames are tonight on Sportsnet Flames. Anaheim Ducks 1-1, the team that I have picked to finish third in the Pacific Division. I'm sticking to that. So I'll be watching. Um, Going back and forth with Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills have looked like a Super Bowl contender this season. The Bills are first in the AFC East and riding a four-game win streak heading into tonight's game at Nashville. They have the NFL's highest scoring offense and stingiest defense. Buffalo faces the injury plague. Tennessee Titans tonight, and that is a 6-15 mountain kickoff. 8-15 Eastern. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or Christmas party now by the Tap Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. That's what's happening on this Monday. And I should say thank you to the Tap. They fed our NFL pizza party on Sunday. Had the T-Rex guys. And by special request, pepperoni uh, pepperoni bacon. And they were both delicious. You can keep that rolling. You you don't need to cut it off. Uh, 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 uh. From the general in Calgary says, finally, Coleman can play tonight. He's talking about Blake Coleman overcoming a suspension. From Ward in Manitoba, from the 204 High Guys, Trevor Harris has just realized he has to play the Bombers twice more now. We'll talk about that and more next hour. The Moose will rejoin us and Barry Long right after this. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.